You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. You're listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. We are not professionals, nor are we counselors. This is really for entertainment purposes only. You may hear graphic details about our lives. Sorry, Dad. I will show you things. Wonderful, terrible things. We have such sights to show you. A wife can cook and slave and clean for you all day long. You would never think of saying something pleasant to her. You wouldn't even think of doing a simple little gentlemanly thing like tipping your hat. You might as well get this into your head. It's for men only. So it's final, it's settled, and it's over and done with. In order for real change to happen in any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, family relationships, there needs to be open dialogue. Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Survival Boot Camp. Whoop, whoop, episode 14. Yeah, I'm Damon. And I am April, and we've been married 23 years and haven't killed each other. So we <laughs> hooray. feel, hooray, so we feel like we are qualified to advise you about your marriage. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but... But before we do any of that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, shall yes, we? Yes, we shall. Um, welcome to uh, Marriage Survival Boot Camp. Uh, like we said, we are part of the You Gonna Meow podcast network. Um, www.yougonnameow.com. And of course, you can find all our shows at Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and all that. Um, you can email me, April, at April at com, And you can email Damon at Damon at com. And you can find us on all social media, whatever the website slash you gonna be out. That Yay. makes it so easy. You mean we don't have to list each and every one? Nope. That's crazy talk. No, I mean, if I want to be technical, I can go Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. There you go. Slash you gonna Sounds meow. good. Maybe YouTube coming soon. We're thinking about it. We're working on it. Yeah. Oh, what else is going oh, on? We have other shows besides our own. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have the flagship show, Bless Your Heart, which is going to start being produced twice a week. Twice a week? Madness. Madness, I know. That's going to start uh, this next week coming up. Um, then we've got VHS Vengeance with Nick Puente and Dave Lowry. Um, they basically watch shitty mu- movies so you don't have to, and then they make fun of them, so... You can be entertained. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Boo Ha Ha with Emily Faye Coleman. She's uh, taking ghost stories that she finds and she reads them to comedians and gets their uh, opinions and thoughts and funny hilarity ensues. Indeed. And I'm sure she loves that descriptor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we have a couple of new shows coming up soon, don't we? Mm-hmm. One's pretty cool. The other ones I'm kind of I'm kind of sketch on, but mm, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Angelically Challenged is coming July first. Excellent. So it's uh, Angelique Harrington and Allison Troy, and uh, they just um, they do some kind of like sketch comedy style stuff. They uh, they have some uh, they kind of pick a topic and they get a little opinionated on it, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's just a real interesting pilot episode. July first, be looking for that. Um, and then August first, No Dog Radio. That's the sketch one. I'm not really sure what's going on with yeah, that. Yeah, there's some weird character named the Vault Dweller. He's going to yeah. be doing this. I don't know. He's kind of weird. He doesn't seem like he quite belongs. So. Yeah, there's something weird know. about that guy. I don't know how he convinced me to take him on. But I, I know, did. yeah. Usually we, we, don't, we don't take in 
people just off the street, but yeah. he's got something. Yeah, he can't yeah. P- quite put my finger on it, but he's yeah. got something. He reminds me of someone I just yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. That's yeah. what it is. Um. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> oh, and just uh, you know, you're gonna be out also. Um, promotes local comedy around here because I do bless your heart and I interview local comedians all the time. Um, but you're gonna be out. Podcast Network. Um, is sponsoring uh, fun punning games. Uh, the first Sunday of every month out at the Spare Room uh, in Portland from six to eight p.m. Yep. And uh, they're gonna have games, prizes, and open mic comedy. So it's kind of a mix of things. You'd uh, David Mascaro runs it, and he usually does a blend of, you know, you go do a, a set of three to five minutes, roughly, and then we play a game in between. and Of bingo. Of, uh, yeah, usually of bingo. and He's uh, got goofy prizes. Yeah, but the, but if you stick around, they'll do the blackout bingo, and then the top prize is a $25 gift certificate sponsored by yours truly at <laughs> You're, You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Yeah, and it's not just a gift certificate. It's it's actually a MasterCard oh, gift it's a, card. Yeah, yeah gift it's card, ca- it's actually ca- It's essentially cash, though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah come, you can spend come it Come win anywhere. a cash prize. Yeah. yeah, totally. All right, well, I guess that's it for housekeeping, right? So, um, today we wanted to talk about matchups. Now, it's interesting, Damon and I, neither one believe in astrology. So, we don't really believe in the, like, he's a sad, he's an Aquarius and I'm a Taurus, uh, what, let's see, what am I? I'm an Aries Taurus cusp and our, uh, you know, house rising and all this other shit. We don't, neither of us really subscribe right, to exactly. that. So. Um, however, it is interesting. There is a, there's a really sh- almost kind almost a coinky dink. It's one of those like just near misses, I guess, or near hits. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, your birthday is February 3rd That's and right. my birthday is April 20th. Yep. So everybody knows I share my birthday with Hitler. <sighs> yeah. But what most people don't know is Damon was off of Ava Brahm's birthday by one day. One hers, whole day. It's hers is February pretty 2nd. Pretty darn close, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Kind of weird, kind of freaky. It is kind of weird. Um, but he is an Aquarius. I'm considered an Aries Taurus cusp, you know. And then you've we've looked through those books before where they're like, the Aquarius is this kind of personality and yeah. it matches up well with this kind. And I don't think you've ever matched up with a Taurus or an Aries in any mm, of those no. books. And, so. I, and I usually discount it because we have a friend from high school who had the exact same birthday I did and we couldn't be two different people. Yeah. So, well, you know, that, that just kind of just blew it all out of the water. But uh, Yeah. Well, especially for you. But yeah. Now, see, I'm looking for the story that I sent you and now I can't find it. Was Uh-oh. it in text or was I was I'm going through Messenger and it's uh-huh. just titties and titties. And I'm like, who keeps sending you titties? Under I don't my know. Name? Maybe it's my wonderful wife who just keeps <laughs> sending me titties. This is one of the things that, you know, when we had the discussion about, you know, that Damon's into the... Um, uh, physical touch and stuff that actually involves like I don't just I don't squash sexuality you know <laughs> no in fact she encourages it yeah most <laughs> not of only the time. do I get uh, surprise titties at home but <laughs> I get I get surprise titties through messenger and text messages at work it's like <laughs> the next message is not safe for work so I have to go into like a private <laughs> phone booth room at, at like, work oh and God. it's like what did my wife send me this time <laughs> wow sometimes it's mine sometimes it's not it's, it's amazing it just depends yeah that's great. So we found this article um, called The Ultimate Guide to Hogwarts House Compatibility. Yeah. Um, so basically what it is is they took and they uh, matched up, matched up, I can't speak, matched up the 
various houses and they gave descriptors as to whether they were good or not. Right. Or, well, just how they would think they would work out. Yeah, so. actually, they, they rationalized a combination for just about every set of houses. Uh, there's some pairings of people in the, in the same house that don't seem to work well, but for the most part, they could find positives in, in all other in combos. Every, yeah. Now, you know, April and I being Harry Potter nerds, the we, I mean, when the books came out, we would take a time off work and <laughs> spend all day in bed for several days reading books. We'd buy two copies, one for each of us. Yeah. And at the end of each chapter, we'd sit and discuss and then move on to the next chapter. Right. Yeah. Because so, there was no sharing. So. No, no. Right. So horrible, horrible Harry Potter nerds. So here we are looking for relationship advice from someone through who, Harry Potter stuff. Yes. Yeah, of course. So, um, you know, Hey, take it for what it's worth. I yeah. mean, I, like I said, I mean, I kind of, I kind of liken it to astrology in a way. Um, so Gryffindor and Slytherin. So, um, we're just going to go through all of them because I feel yeah. like people are going to want to know. So, yeah, so we'll just paraphrase what, what they're talking about. Yeah. So, People think Gryffindors and Slytherins can't be friends, much less lovers who hang out in sexy non-platonic contexts. Platonic. God damn it. I cannot. Can you read? I can. I cannot. No. Um, Here, Damon, I'll let you do it then. Okay. Jesus. People think Gryffindors and Slytherins can't be friends, much less lovers who hang out in sexy non-platonic contexts. But those people are wrong. All right. So basically what they're saying is that they have more in common than most people would think, you know, that they're audacious and confident and, you know, they're both likely to be alphas within their group. And, you know, both sides dream of greatness and, you know, Slytherins are characteristic and cunning and they balance out the Gryffindor's fiery temper and, you know, general thinks, you know, going first and thinking later and all that. So um, this looks like this would be like um, two, it looks like they said two alphas like you yeah. have to work really hard yeah they have di- they may have different motivations but at this at the end of the day they want to achieve things yeah and they both want to achieve now that's the thing you would have to get two people who are willing to achieve the same thing the right same goal, and and so. yeah and willing to kind of compromise on how it gets done right because the yeah. gryffindor is gonna not you know while they're gonna just boldly go they're not going to want to hurt too many people along the way, whereas a Slytherin would be like, you know, if you're in my way, I'm going to roll over you. Exactly, yeah. Roll out. All right. Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. So they're saying that this one is a slow burn, but one that's ultimately worth it. It says that both groups are curious, easygoing, and open-minded and oppose the drama involved with um, conflict and risk-taking. Pretty much the diametrically opposite of the... uh, 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 Gryffindor and uh, Slytherin, Slytherin combo, yeah. yeah, combo. This is the other half of the of that. As you imagine, four quadrants, and you drew an axis where you know uh, extroverted and introverted go. The Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws are going to be on the introverted side, right? Yeah, that's interesting. It to be that uh, it, to be introverted, but that like determined is a, is an yeah. interesting feature. You yeah. Know? Um, it says that they you know they they'll they'll kind of be weird together, but. They make it happen, you yeah. know. If they if they're willing to work, they make it happen. I love I love this quote. Each will melt into a socially awkward puddle of ungainly ineptitude. <laughs> <laughs> Neither are good at social situations, but they they're good with each other. Yeah, you know, and that's funny too because that makes me think about like, well, you you got to think about the things that that drive you crazy about people. Like, we'll be out in public and you'll say something or do something that I'm like, what the fuck. 
what in the world would ever make you think that it's okay to even go that? Like, that was the most socially weird shit I've ever seen. But I'll be all sweet and love, love and, and care and kindness until the end. And then I explode like a fucking That's right. rocket. Yeah. So it, You explode and burn everything in your path. Yeah. So I guess it's, I don't know. I, I, we all have our ways. We all have that's, our ways. You would just rather about. like flatten a kind of a weird path and I just burn a hole. It, whatever. Yeah, whatever Mega works. hole. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to our pairing in Yeah, uh, just soon a second, here. yeah. So then it says, of all the houses, uh, Gryffindor and Hufflepuff are the two that would flourish in a long distance capacity. Um, they're passionate. See, Gryffindors are passionate and direct. Hufflepuffs are honest and kind and both are fiercely loyal. I almost said fistly loyal. Fistly loyal. Fistly that's loyal. a different issue. That is a different thing. Um, there's an undercurrent of consideration and understanding in this particular relationship um, unmatched by any other. So they've got that to uh, communicate. I like this quote too. Communicate with but a simple raised eyebrow or a slight head nod. Yeah. Um, now you and I can do that. We can do that. We I mean, can do that, but. you know, if you go through this, of course, the way people write these things, you can always find some aspect of your relationship in every one of these. Right. But the key is what's what's the strongest element, you know? Well, that's the point of the quad. I mean, right. the, the honest, well, I think it's been talked about many times that all the houses of, um, of the of the Harry Potter universe are just four parts of a single personality, and right. it's just which part of it is the strongest. Yeah, and some people are going to be closer to the edge of that graph, and some people are going closer to the middle of it. Yeah. So you might you might be Gryffindor, but maybe you're a, a center Gryffindor. You know, yeah. April likes to say, April said, you know, uh, she described, you know. Uh, uh, a one house with other house rising. If you want to borrow the terminology from uh, astrology, astrology, yeah. you know, if you were, if you imagined that graph again, knowing what the uh, Hogwarts uh, emblem looks like, you know, a Gryffindor trending towards Hufflepuff, for example, or trending towards Ravenclaw, or maybe trending towards Slytherin. You know, yeah. a Hufflepuff or a, a Gryffindor that is so outgoing and so determined that they kind of skirt the edge of hurting other people to get there. Almost. Uh, just, I would consider that like the super, uh, super like jockey dude that just isn't aware of other people's feelings. That yeah, kind of maybe thing. so. A, yeah. Little, a little bit blind to it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit blind to it. Okay, so here we go. Slytherin and Ravenclaw. This is us. I'm just going to read this one straight. Go for this it. one might be a temptuous relationship, but that doesn't necessarily... <laughs> no. <laughs> hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean it won't work out. At the root of the problem is is that Ravenclaws tend to be complacent. I like it that the root of the problem is the Ravenclaw, of course. Of course. Well, I think a Slytherin wrote this. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But there's true. I mean, there's an element of our relationship that is my complacency, my tendency to settle and be happy with where we're at at the moment, whereas you're always wanting to be go, go, go. Let's change things. Let's improve things. Let's do do more. And so, yeah, I I do have a tendency to, to get stagnant because I'm happy with whatever's going on right now. I mean, the the Winches Guild really truly is, their motto truly is exactly what I live for. Yeah. Bigger, faster, harder, more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, let's see. They value knowledge for the sake of knowledge and are happy enough to be in their own little world. This yep. is so true. So true. 
Slytherins, on the other hand, are always striving for better, always reaching higher. They value knowledge for what it can do for them personally. A Slytherin might, for instance, push a Ravenclaw to succeed, while a Ravenclaw is perfectly content to remain where they are. Yeah. Isn't that what we just said? It is. It, it, this really rings is. so true for it, us. It, for I mean, us specifically. That, and that's yeah. why I said, you know, like you can find elements of relationships in all of these, but this one is so hardly true. You know, I mean, this is like, it rings so true for mm-hmm. us. So like every line is like, yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like a d- perfect description. Yep. All in all, a relationship between a Slytherin and a Ravenclaw is a delicate balancing act that requires compromise. If they can learn to navigate one another's needs and goals, however, they'll be a power couple that likes of which Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston could only dream of. And that is what we strive for here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> the power you know, couple. That's where that's where we're at. It really is. I mean, if you if you wanted to get down to it, I mean, I just I look at Beyonce and uh, you know and, and Jay Z, and I'm just like, yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's I wouldn't be surprised if they're if they're a Slytherin and Ravenclaw couple. Yeah, and it just makes sense mm-hmm. because each provides the other what they need to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. that, and that's what we're all about. That's why we started this podcast network. Yeah, yeah. We joke that. Well, that's why I came up with the joke about. Um, being you being a Ravenclaw with a Slytherin rising because you are because one of the things they talk about Ravenclaws is Ravenclaws are happy to have knowledge for the for the sake of having it and like and you are you'll go find knowledge all for just fun and games and that drives me crazy I don't have time or energy to waste on just learning shit for the sake of learning it so it's a it's a, it's a weird thing. I think though, me personally, I'm a Slytherin. Would you say that I'm a Slytherin with a Hufflepuff rising? Yeah, yeah, that's a dirty little secret, though. It is a dirty little secret. I am. I'm a Slytherin with a Hufflepuff rising. I am. Um, actually, I am trying to write a joke right now about the fact that I would be best described as you know when there's somebody in a horror film and they're running from the killer and they're banging on the walls and they're like let me in let me in and some sweet woman a sweet-faced woman is like oh hey what's the matter and they're like let me in let me in and they rush in the door and they're like okay come on in and you know while that person's like frantically locking the 17 locks that are on the door and not questioning like why is there 17 locks on the door but they're frantically locking them because they're being chased by somebody with a gun with a gun or something and then they turn around and there stands me hold you know with that big sweet smile and southern accent holding a big butcher knife yep Hey y'all. Exactly. <laughs> you done fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like we're having you for dinner. <laughs> oh goody, you're just in time. That's right. Um so yeah, unfortunately it it switches. It will switch on a dime. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how I, I try to control it, but I have I have my days. <laughs> um let's see. Hufflepuffs and Slytherins. Yeah, this is a weird one because yeah. uh, off the top of your head you're thinking, wow, there couldn't be two more opposite people than a Hufflepuff and a Slytherin. I mean, they have opposite motivations, opposite personality types, just like how could they possibly get along? No, I can see this. Like, if you got a Hufflepuff that um becomes loyal to a Slytherin, uh that Hufflepuff will follow that Slytherin into hell. Yeah. And the best part is, is that Slytherin is exactly that's exactly what they want in a relationship. Uh-huh. They, yep. As it says in the in the, in the description here, Slytherin. Uh, uh, let's see what marks a Slytherin is how devoted they are to those they consider their own. So loyalty is a 
big feature in in in, in the Slytherin house, and so a Hufflepuff lo- Hufflepuff level loyalty is uh, is amazing. Yes, and loyalty is king. Yes, loyalty is king. Um, Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. Yeah, this one's also interesting. Yeah, I could see it, but that one would be a different kind of weird battle like that. Like, see, because Ravenclaws would be really smart and know everything, and Gryffindors, Gryffindors would be like really like courageous and think they know everything, but they're headstrong, and so then they fuck shit up, and they're gonna piss off the Ravenclaws. Yeah, this is one of the pairings that, interestingly, in the description, they don't say a whole lot positive about it. Like, Mm -mm. I don't. There, there, there doesn't seem to be anything that each one would offer the other. I don't know if I would, ta- if I would agree with that completely. I think, I think if they learned to compromise, the Gryffindor and Ravenclaw could work out. Mm-hmm. But it would really have to be like the Gryffindor would be like, "I want to do this." Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like so. Slytherin and Ravenclaw is is kind of, is almost the same as Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Whereas Slytherin and Ravenclaw, Slytherins are are if they need to reach a goal, are happy to take their time about it, which is exactly what the Ravenclaw would advise. Right. Whereas Gryffindors will rush headlong and the Ravenclaws to pull them back and say, no, 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 wait, no, wait, 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 patience, we can do this, them. but let's do it this way. Right. So it would be, I guess, more of a struggle, but I think they could have a similar type of relationship. Like there, there's a potential for a power couple there too. There is a potential. Yeah. But they'd really have to communicate a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, it, it you know, maybe what we would say is, yeah, it would take more work, which is yeah. kind of interesting that a Ravenclaw and Gryffindor would take a lot more work than a Ravenclaw Slytherin would. Yeah, As a, this is interesting. This is an, the issue. Another issue is is that Gryffindors and Ravenclaw claws simply want different things. It's not that Ravenclaws don't want to help people or that Gryffindors don't care about learning. It's simply that these aren't their primary objectives. Right. And um, I mean, if um, yeah, and of course if. If the primary objective of your that that that's a true opposites yeah top of top of thing I guess so it's a different kind of opposites I guess it's a opposite of wills I yeah. guess you know yeah I think you're right yeah all right Hufflepuff Hufflepuff right now we're getting into the uh, <laughs> the matches un, an unmitigated disaster of niceness <laughs> I love that so this is yet another one where they feel like that the writer of the article feels like uh, there's not a whole lot of positives here mostly because those two the, that Hufflepuff personality is so polite and nice and shy and reserved that two people together like that, how could they even click? Because they would barely even be able to meet each other. So would you say Chip and Dale are Hufflepuff siblings? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Siblings, sure. Yeah, Hufflepuff siblings. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, but so they have to interact because they're family, but... Yeah, but so this would be a kind of a similar thing. It would be like, no, after you, no, after you, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) A Hufflepuff's flirting style can be best described as frantic mid-conversation jazz hands for no reason other than to break up the awkward silence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do jazz? How do jazz hands break up silence? I don't understand. I don't know. They just sit awkwardly and look at each other <laughs> until somebody does something weird. That's so bizarre. Uh. I guess so. Well, I mean, you know, there are people out there who talk about that sort of thing. That yeah. they're they're the kind of people that. It, well, I have this problem too. It's like you know, you walk into a room full of people you don't know, and you're like, okay, don't do anything. Don't do anything weird. Don't do anything weird. Don't do anything weird. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I just can't help it. Yeah, so. I I think I think this kind of couple would be the they would both be the quiet, reserved couple. Like you know, he likes to do his thing, and like he maybe he likes to 
watch history shows on TV. She likes to read her romance novels. They spend time in each other's presence, but doing their own thing. And they're happy with that. Like they never, they don't add excitement to the relationship because they don't need it. Uh, I can name that couple. Who's that couple? Deidre and Anthony. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's a Hufflepuff couple. There you go. Yeah. Huh. They they just need to be yeah. in their each other's presence doing their own and thing. And they're very happy. Yeah, and, and they are. And as long are. as they're agreed on that, yeah. it works out. And they've, yeah, they've all, yeah. So there you go. Hmm. It can Interesting. work. Interesting. Huh. All right. Moving on. Gryffindor, Gryffindor. Oh, man. Talk about, you know, two head, two put, put two headstrong people in a room that have, <laughs> you know, similar motivations, but different mm-hmm. ideas on how to go about doing it. They didn't say it this way, but basically they characterize this relationship as the fight and fuck relationship. <laughs> yeah. This is the fight and fuck relationship. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, people yeah. just scream at each other, and then the, the makeup sex afterwards is amazing. Yeah. An affair between Gryffindors is most likely to go out not with a fizzle, but with a bang. But it's also the most likely to be reborn like a phoenix from the ashes. So <laughs> right. it sounds like it's kind of like a breakup makeup. Break it, yeah, too. one yeah. of those. Kind of, I've never understood those type of couples. I don't either, yeah. but some people thrive off of it. Oh, you know, like they just think it's the excitement that that does it for them. Yeah, I guess so. So, hmm. all right, Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw, Raven, yeah, which which almost sounds like um, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff, and it's yeah. a potential for dullness, right? But it's, it's going to be a very intellectual, studious type of relationship. And they're going to be more about having things in common. Right. Hufflepuffs can be, probably be, I mean, they can have things in common, but they are but they can also not have things in common and be okay with that. Whereas yeah. I think Ravenclaws will thrive better together if they have things in common and work together. And yeah. it says something about, you know, romantic compatibility, you know. It's it's like don't mistake that oh it's saying that Ravenclaws might actually oh I misread this I'm sorry okay okay they're saying that a relationship between Ravenclaws might blossom out of a mutual affinity for certain things like TV shows books or music in fact the two will have so much in common that they could mistake this for romantic compatibility and this isn't also always necessarily the cl- the case now see now remember when I was telling you that. Um, Pete Holmes was talking about um, his first marriage broke up because it was he was married to his best friend, and you and I are like, "What? Why? That seems perfect." Why what, is this problem? a problem? Yeah. yeah, and then then he goes on to describe it that he would come home and they would hang out together and they would lay on the couch in their pajamas and eat pizza and play video games together, and I'm like. I still don't see the problem. I'm not. Un- I mean, if that's what y'all are into, then I don't understand why this is a problem. You add fucking to that, and you've got so maybe that's what the problem was. Maybe he was mistaking the the passion. Maybe maybe that was it. It was there was no yeah. passion, but right. that's you know yeah. So and that's, not, what, that's they're what they're saying. saying. Not uh, yeah. That wasn't romantic compatibility. That was just being able to be friends and be and, comfortable around. Yeah, each other. and even if there was fucking, and it would be friends with benefits. Yeah, right? right. Still not necessarily a romance. Yeah, that's true. So, but it says, yeah, and it says here that sometimes these type of relationships are usually better off just as friendships. Yeah, so, hmm. Mike and Lily, mm-hmm. <laughs> two intellectuals. Yeah, but they're they. Well, I mean, I don't know about their 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 relationships, right? But I would say they're probably happy. To get, they are very like you can tell those two love each other dearly. Like oh, yeah. I would never get in the way of. Yeah, no, I think I think two Ravenclaws can love each other yeah. dearly. It's just a matter of figuring out what it is that connects them, right? I think it, it, it always goes back to that communication thing. Like yeah. as long as you're willing to communicate your needs and and you're willing to um, deal with the needs of the person you're with. 
yeah. then it'll work. I, I kind of view, you know, all of these houses are more like how you approach life and how you approach interacting with people, right? right. Yeah. Maybe people outside of the relationship. Because in the relationship, you can interact with each other in a special way that you do nowhere else. But, right. But yeah, how you deal with everyone else outside of that is the key. Yeah. And see, and okay, and so then the last one, the, the Slytherin Slytherin. And then this actually made me start thinking of jokes because I was saying that... Um, you know, it says here that a Slytherin-Slytherin relationship could be terrible. And I have dated what I would consider a Slytherin. And that was a terrible relationship. Because I'm, it's interesting. I'm a Slytherin, but you know how you were talking about being on that quadrant? Yeah. Uh, and I lean very heavily, I think I lean very heavily Hufflepuff. Because I actually am... I don't know. I mean, in D and D terms, uh, what would I be? Chaotic neutral. I'm, I tend to actually be chaotic good. Yeah. Like I tend to do things for people just because I can and just because yeah. I want to. But it's random. It's but not. It's random, it's, there's yeah. no plan behind it. Yeah, there is no plan behind it, and it's random. And it. But I've been with Slytherins that are far more far left hand corner Slytherins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have no problem doing dirty, nasty things to people. Probably where the psychopaths hang out. Like yeah. that would be like the really ambitious Slytherins who have no qualms of stepping on people. I've dated people like that, and I don't like people like that. Even though we both are determined, and you know, yeah, that sort oh, of thing. I, you know, there there are several kinds of Slytherins. There's sure. the ones that don't mind hurting people to get what they want, and then there's the ones that go beyond that and hurt people on purpose just for their own sick pleasure. Right. And that's so a, that, yeah, and that's the, where the psychopaths hang out. Right. But, yeah. And I and and I'm what I'm saying is is I dated a guy that was close to that. Like he was not a good person and he yeah, and and he didn't care. He just wanted to do what he was going to do. He was willing to take me with him, you right. know, as long as I was willing to play his game because I was considered the weaker of the Slytherins, I guess, yeah. but Right, because you had a heart or something. Yeah, right. So <laughs> So it's that sort of thing. So Yeah. Anyway, um, he is, they'll always, they thrive on hating and opposing things together and will always seek to present a unified front. That's yeah. true. That's, That's a true. good Slytherin couple. That's a so good Slytherin Bonnie and Clyde's a good example. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom and Christina. That's yeah. A yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they said, right? That's what they, they said. The same if you things. listen to your mom's house podcast, Tom and Christina say that the success to their marriage is not that they love the same things, but that they hate the same things. Right. And so that would be two Slytherins who thrive off of, of hating the same thing and presenting a unified front. Right. You know, and they do. Uh, it says they drive one another to be the very best they can be because they consider themselves two halves of a single entity. When two Slytherins argue, it is terrifying. And um, their voices get low and scary, and they will cut you down with the marrow to the marrow using only their words. But when they're on the same page, watch out. We're talking Frank and Claire Underwood levels of mutual ambition. They will rule the world. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I can see that about Tom and Christina. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. absolutely. Absolutely. So makes sense. Yeah. So I was just I was thinking about Rob Writing about like uh, writing a joke about the whole like you know I dated a Slytherin yeah that wasn't good <laughs> it's, it's this snake eating itself but yeah anyway all right so that was that um, I guess we could post a link to the um, to the article can, yeah. can we or we could at least not. put it with the promo ad or whatever but, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no we can post a link to it that's fine yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, people should read the descriptions and see kind of where their relationships tend to fall. Yeah. You know, maybe you can get some insight on it. It's like, you know, why didn't I work out with that person? Well, 
if I had to put them in one of the houses of Hogwarts, where would I put them? Where right. would I put well, myself? And uh oh, now we're watching titties. Titties again. again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, if you this is almost you you could treat it kind of like we did the Myers Briggs test. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a similar idea where you're analyzing someone's personality and then slotting them into the appropriate Hogwarts house, and and there is a certain amount of uh, compatibility. You know. Uh, uh, environment that you then have to traverse in order to make it work. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things, yeah, if you really want to be with somebody and you recognize what kind of personality type they are, then you know what kind of work you have to do to make it work out. Exactly. So I'm going to end on this, okay? Okay. It is something that was posted on Tumblr um, by uh, user A-R-I-A-S-T-E. I can't say it. Okay. Relationships are scary and complicated only when you start thinking of your partner as some kind of adversary. You know how to stop being scared of relationships? Remember that that it's a goddamn buddy system built in. That's, a re- that's what a relationship is. Let's approach life with the buddy system. Check on your buddy. Make sure your buddy doesn't forget their lunchbox on the school bus hold hands with your buddy so you don't get lost if your buddy wants to look at the monkey cage look at the goddamn monkey cage <laughs> if you're the one looking at the monkey cage ask your buddy what they want to do next and when they want to get feed the giraffe help them find a quarter for the little food dispenser be a good buddy and if your buddy isn't a good one too tell the teacher and ask for a new one and this isn't fucking rocket science people and then somebody else re- replied and said this is fucking solid take it from possibly the most happily married lesbian couple ever the buddy system works. And then somebody else replied and said, this is really good advice for all kinds of relationships, in my opinion, like friends and family ones as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Buddy system. Okay. The buddy system. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> all right. So, hey, buddy. Well, horrible. What, what horrible thing can we say? At the end of this? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. This isn't really bless your heart. I don't know. We've no, been doing it. Heart. Well, we've been doing it here too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. You made some crude remark about fucking last time. Oh yeah, I did. That's right. Yeah, yeah. See, so I don't know. We're just gonna be the Ravens, Ravenclaw, Slytherin couple that takes over the world. What do you want to do tonight, Pinky? Same thing we do every night. Take oh wait a minute. Oh, you did that backwards. God damn it. Brain. All right, take two. Take what two. Do you, what do you want to do tonight, Brain? Same thing we ever do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. You've been listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp on You Gonna Meow Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now drop and give me 20.